Hi, I'm Isla Hughes and this is SEO in 2023. Eilish, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? My SEO tip for 2023 is if you are talking about anything to do with ESG, sustainability, anything to do with your brand doing something good and worthwhile in the world, you need to be doing it. You can't be putting half or untruths on your site anymore. Okay, so there's a lot that I guess can be unpacked as part of that there as well. As part of what we're discussing beforehand, you also shared with me that you need to demonstrate excellence and honesty. How do you actually do that as an SEO? Excellence and honesty as an SEO. Um, So I think it comes down to writing truthfully and usefully. So I'm pretty smug that I came up with this point before the latest algorithm update that Google's just said they're going to drop about having helpful, useful content. So it's about making sure that if you are taking part in conversations around climate change, for example, that you're taking part in them in a meaningful way. If you're an energy provider, you should be talking about the climate change in terms of what you're doing, the impact of your business, the different energy sources you can use. Much more useful than if you're an energy provider talking to individuals about recycling tips. That is not your remit. That content shouldn't be on your site. And I like that for multiple reasons. Um, One reason why I like that is that it also gives you an opportunity to get into news, to optimise for news as well, because Mm -hmm. you can't just talk about the same stories that everyone else is talking about. If you have your own angle, if you interview someone unique, if you have a follow-up story, then it gives you that opportunity to publish something different and uh, hopefully rank because of it. Yeah, no, completely. And this comes back to expert content and leveraging experts. And this is something that I'm really trying to bake into all of my SEO strategies at the moment is making sure that real people are on your site, real recognized people. So, you know, make sure they've got a LinkedIn, make sure they've got a profile page on your website, give them a real digital footprint, which can be kind of scary to some people. They don't want to have a digital footprint, but it's really important if you're writing about any topics that are your money or your life topics or any kind of topics that could potentially have a huge impact on big groups of people. Okay. And of course, the word that you used is excellence. I mean, I think of preeminence in your field. How do you demonstrate that you are the best option to go for in your particular field or industry? You need to be the best in some ways. And I know that's really hard to leverage on site, but you need to have case studies. You need to have original data. You need to have statistics. You need to have reviews. You need to have quotes. You you can't just... It's not enough to like write an article anymore. It's not enough to have an opinion piece or a thought piece. You need to have those signals that Google's crawlers, Google's search quality guideline, people, the people that sit and look at it and you know, normal humans, we can all look at and say, wow, there's Trustpilot. There's a quote from this huge businessman who's a rival of our company who uses this software. And it's all backed up and it's all in that Google ecosystem with like links and code and schema. It's much more than writing really, really good content. Is it possible to game excellence in any way? Can you feed five star reviews to the various platforms that uh, people look at in your industry? Or is it not really possible to, to fake it? If it is possible to trick Google at the moment, it won't be possible for much longer. I think that an example of why you shouldn't even bother doing this is go on Glassdoor. If there's a company that's got a pretty toxic profile and then suddenly it's flooded with loads of positive reviews, everyone knows that's because the boss has said, I'll buy you all a beer if you write a positive review. If it's that transparent to people, it's going to be transparent to Google. You can't gamify these things. You really need to 
tell the truth. And that's where the excellence comes from. And something else you talk about is aligning your SEO with your brand. So how do you do that in practice? Mm. Talk to the people who are in your brand team. I think that it's such a missed opportunity to have two different content streams at all times. It's such a lost opportunity to be publishing. And I see this a lot. A brand will have a section of their website that's talking about one piece of content that's talking about a subject. And then it's spoken about again in a different section of their website. And why not go double bubble? Why not align that? Why not join it up? Why not put like the same effort from both parties into one thing? So I think it's a resourcing, but it also that's where you're going to get the experts. It's where you're going to get that unique data. And that's where it's going to be interesting. Because if you've got an SEO content stream, that's all based on keywords, and you've got the excellent content briefs, and you push out an article, but then your PR and news team push out an article on the same topic, but it's got a quote from your CEO, and it's a case study that should be combined, it should all it should all be one because that it's the juiciness from the PR team. And it's the juiciness of the stats that's going to make your article stand out in SERPs. Our brand department's generally more aligned with SEO than they used to be or is it still a bit of a struggle to get things aligned and, and both people doing the same, th- the same things at the same time? I think it can depend on a number of factors. I've worked in company with with brands where it works really well and with brands where it isn't. And I think it can come down to company size, what the senior stakeholders understand and what, you know, high priorities are. So I think that in order to get everyone working together, there needs to be that big educational piece at the front that explains what SEO is and how it can support brand. It's not taking away from brand. It's not doing brand jobs for it. It's elevating it and it should all be working together. And then it's also identifying realistically, they're going to have different targets, they're going to have different priorities. And we're not, and I think it's saying, we're going to work together on seven pieces a quarter, or we're going to work together on these. If these topics come up, SEO wants involvement, anything else, go nuts. I think what you said midway through there, they're, you know, they're going to have different targets. There's, there's going to be different targets. I think if an SEO takes the time to actually really understand the goals, objectives, targets of other departments and tries to assist them with achieving that, then you're much more likely to be able to have a brand marketing department more receptive to what you're trying to encourage them to do. Yeah, completely. And I think that that's once you get that initial buy in and you can have the test pieces and you can show that it's working. That's where people start to have that like, aha moment and I think that's a good point um, that you've raised where you're helping them with their job so I think sometimes brand teams can spend a lot of time figuring out what's right and trying to align things and actually if you show them like this is our keyword data this is what's coming up this is our seasonal data our seasonal priorities it can just slot really easily into what they're doing and do half of their research for them. Now you also talk about a world with changing priorities what are you referring to there? Uh, so have you spoken to any teenagers recently? It is, it's completely different. They are, and it's not just LinkedIn influencers talking about that. Like, teenagers too care more, like care more about the planet. They do, they care more about the planet because we have to. I'm terrified. I've changed because I'm in a position to. I've changed what brands I buy, where I go, how I travel, and more people are doing that. And I think that even if people and consumers aren't in a position to make those purchasing decisions they are making decisions on who they're going to interact with and who they're going to um, and who they're going to share online so I think that brands now who are seen to not be taking climate change seriously who are seen to be like you know a couple of steps behind in terms of 
equality and understanding and togetherness, they are going to fall away. And I think that it's that's my point about you can't just have nods to this anymore. It needs to be part of brands and it needs to be part of their product creation and ideation and everything they do. Yeah, there was a great quote that I can't completely remember, but it's something like you have to skate towards where the puck is going. And the challenge with SEOs and doing keyword research is you often look at data that's happened in the past and it's so essential to get a feel for where the market is going and where the consumer is likely to be in several months time. What are your thoughts on where an SEO should be looking in order to future-proof their keyword targeting efforts? So I've actually done a talk on this. If someone wants to Google it, and they can look at it in more um, detail. But when it comes to predicting search volumes where you don't necessarily have any historic data, there are a couple of things you can do. You can look at similar keywords or similar topics and look at their exponential growth. You can start to look at how they've changed in like the last few, like if you like in a smaller period of time and think about forecasting that exponentially. And also you can start to look at different data sources. So you can see the, um, get data on how much things have been trending on social media, for example. So it's just about thinking a bit more outside the box and playing around with things. And also knowing that it is SEO, it is really hard to forecast and it is hard to predict trends. So take as many data sources as you can and start there. So you're certainly suggesting that SEOs have greater involvement with other marketing departments. But are you also suggesting that SEOs should have greater involvement with business decisions as a whole? And if so, how do they go about having that kind of impact with uh, senior business decision makers? I think backing everything up with data as much as possible. So really easy ways of influencing this is with buying and merchandising teams, being able to say, this is what you should be buying at this time of year. This is what you should be leveraging here. This competitor has a whole section on their site for this product. We don't. And this is how they're leveraging it. So that's a really like a good B2C way of looking at it. When we're thinking more about like B2B or branding in general, that's where we need to start thinking about, you know, what what sentiments out there? What are people talking about? What are the um, hub and spoke? things that we can talk about so you know we've you've been pushing this area of your business that's to do with mergers and acquisitions what's going on in mergers and acquisitions at the moment and do we think that we can productize another area of the business do we think that actually we can take some of your white papers and translate them into another feature and I think it's about elevating knowledge that you already have to the primary navigation. That's how I think about it sometimes. Like, what can we dig out from the blog or dig out from the archives and actually package up and sell? So what is an ideal SEO department's position in a progressive organization? Is it, for instance, in between IT and marketing? Is it part of marketing? Is it just a separate department that also has some influence in, in senior management or somewhere else? I think it's a circular relationship and I wish I could explain that in a way because sometimes circular sounds bad and like it's not going anywhere but it all comes around so I think that SEO should be able to feed into marketing and say broadly this is where we should be going this is what the search trends are this is what people want and marketing can come back and say yeah we love that let's go with that or they can come back and say yeah we get that but we also have these priorities. So can you look at aligning these? And then it can come back through. I think that everything that the SEOs do should obviously go through marketing, but also marketing should try and come through SEO as well, because I do feel that the SEO teams can leverage data-driven opportunities. And sometimes that can be missed. And then, of course, I find that 
you know, SEO can then obviously also feed into the IT department in the same way. SEO can say, you know, it's gone through SEO to marketing. Now it's going around to IT and we can say, we want this. And IT can say, maybe not today, but maybe next week or we can fix it like this. And I think it's all about being, again, it's a negative connotation, but it's true. It's all about being cogs in a machine that are all working together and you can't break and all need to be spinning at the same time. Okay, okay. If uh, one cog disappears, the, the whole thing crashes down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Eilish, you've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023. Now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023? Jumping on things just because John Mueller says it has without thinking about if it's going to impact your site. I've seen a couple of audits flying around on the interwebs um, and people talking about EAT which is something I'm really interested in because I have worked on a lot of your money your life sites and I like that challenge and I develop my own audits for it if I had just been working for Krispy Kreme for example I probably wouldn't have done that because Krispy Kreme is not a your money your life site and they should definitely have reviews on there they should definitely you know present their excellence but it's not as important as if they were like a, a healthcare site so I think that's just one example but I think also if your website is in a pretty good technical shape look at your roadmap do you need to be putting as much dev and dev and tech auditing time in when actually there are huge content gaps that should be filled and I think there is like a, a checklist of SEO in your head and it just grows every time you go on Twitter there's something else that you need to think about and you need to look at and it's about actually understanding what is going to be the thing that impacts your site the most and just do that and just tune out all of the Twitter noise, tune out of the LinkedIn noise and just focus on the stuff that you know matters and don't get FOMO just because someone else is doing an audit. Don't follow blindly, make your own decisions, listener. Isla Hughes is a, an SEO and content count director at Mindshare and you can find her over at Dorky Eilish on Twitter. Eilish, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thanks so much. It was great talking to you. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com. 